Today on the podcast, Katie Chamber from Rye for Wellness joins us once again, but this time to talk about intermittent fasting. So if you missed her on the podcast the first time, that was episode 35 and we talked about gut health. And ironically, intermittent fasting can also help your gut health as well. But I know if you're anything like me, you probably have some questions about what intermittent fasting even is. And, you know, Katie and I are both on the same page where when we hear the word fasting, it kind of scares us because, I don't know, it just sounds scary. Like, you're not going to be able to eat. So I love how Katie uses the term, it's the restorative time for your body. Really, that's all it is. So you kind of have this eating window, and then you have the restorative time where your body is kind of healing itself, aka fasting, where it's resting from the digestion process. So you can sleep better, so you can you know, just have all these other health benefits, which we talk about on the podcast as well today. As a reminder, you can find all the show notes and resources that we mentioned today over on our sponsored blog, badtothebull.com forward slash 50. Yes, I'm so excited. We have 50 episodes and you can check them all out over at Bad to the Bull. So enough of my talking. Let's jump in and talk with Katie. It's time to adapt to a plant-based palate, minimize waste, and respect our environment. Hello, we are Joe and Sarah Hayes, and we are the hosts of the Bowl of Life podcast, where we are encouraging you to join the plant-forward food movement. It's time for vegetables to move from the side of your plate to the center, and we are here each week to help you do that. So if increasing your vegetable consumption and limiting your animal proteins sounds like a win-win to you, go grab a spoon or fork and let's dive into learning more about how you can be plant forward. I am so excited to have Katie Chamber from Rye for Wellness back on the podcast today. If you missed her first episode with us, episode 35, go back and listen to that as it was a good one and very popular with our listeners all about gut health. Katie is a health coach, and one of the topics she gets asked a lot about is intermittent fasting, which I have a lot of questions about too, because I feel like it's one of those terms that is tossed around right now. It gets a lot of media. You probably see it on social media, but what does it really mean? So let's dive in, meet Katie, and we'll learn all about it. So, Katie, welcome again. I'm so glad that you could be back with us. And for those that didn't listen to that episode 35, which go listen to, can you just give us a few details about yourself, your kind of where, why, and why right for wellness and all that good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So first off, thank you so much for having me back. And I'm definitely looking forward to diving into this topic with you. Um, For those of you that don't know, um, I am a certified health coach. My personal wellness journey began back in 2020 after I had my first daughter. Um, I actually enrolled to become a certified health coach during my maternity leave. Um, My initial intention was really just to learn more about nutrition, kind of stop the yo-yo dieting uh, lifestyle that I've always lived and just learn more about holistic wellness. And 
I feel like having my daughter was really the catalyst for that. I wanted to be a role model to her and really become the healthy fit mom and for her to see that and learn from me. So that was my initial turn. Um, reason why I joined school. And then basically I ended up having a complete transformation, both, you know, physically and mentally. I lost 60 pounds postpartum and that started a lot of conversation with other women asking me how I did it, which then led to me wanting to coach. And so I launched my business Rye for Wellness in January, 2021. And I named it Rye for Wellness because my daughter is Riley, and she is definitely my why and motivation for all of this. Oh, that's that's so cool, and what a cool story, and and reason why, right? Like, oftentimes, having kids is that kind of reason, I think, that we seek out, like, looking at our food choices and we start thinking about like, well, what are we passing on to them? And, you know, this can not only apply to food too, but like, you know, things we're saying, our way we're talking or, you know, stuff like that as well. Like, Absolutely. It's a big responsibility. <laughs> yeah. You start, like, start to reevaluate. It's, you know, like, I love, I love my dog. I love my pets, but it's like, they don't care what I'm saying or what I'm eating, but you know, my kids, they're little human beings and they're watching me very closely and they're going to repeat the things I do. It's just totally. So yeah. So very cool. So tell me a little bit about intermittent fasting and kind of your own journey with that because was that part of like something you learned when you were doing um the the health coaching learning um right at the institute of integrative nutrition right yes yeah yeah so was that something you learned about there or was that something you just kind of like incorporated into your weight loss journey or kind of how did that start yeah. So, you know, it's definitely something that was touched upon in school and the program, but they give you a um, wide, you know, lens to all different kind of diets or um, ways of eating. And so it was, it was touched upon, but then really sparked my interest. So I started doing a lot more um, research and kind of implementing it myself um, and learning through trial and error. So basically intermittent fasting is a broad term that refers to multiple eating patterns, but it's simply putting the focus on when you eat rather than what you eat. So mm -hmm. by fasting for a certain amount of time, it allows your body to break from the very taxing process of digestion and really focus on critical functions of the body. So again, like when I started learning more and diving into it, I really started reading about all of the health benefits and that's what intrigued me. Mm -hmm. I then started thinking about it really as restorative time for the body. And now that's kind of how I coach my clients through it versus calling it fasting or intermittent fasting. I guess mentally for me, that seems like a more positive, less intimidating word. And when you research it, that's truly what it's about. It's about giving your body that kind of pause from eating to really focus on other functions. My personal experience with it um, during my journey was really I kind of started off slow. I didn't want to do anything drastic, and I just set out with like kind of my first little challenge of focusing on not eating after 7 p.m., and once I kind of got in the rhythm of that and that felt good to me, I then started adjusting when I had breakfast, and I would move that window kind of later and later. Um, so kind of fast forward to today, I typically now have an eating window of about – 
you know, I'll have my breakfast at 11 a.m. And then I'm typically done eating for the day around 6 or 7 p.m. So that would be considered an eight-hour eating window, um, 16 hours of fasting. And then the other thing that I did was really focused on what I was eating during the eating window and really cleaning up my diet. So trying to eliminate as much processed food as possible, um, anything that had a lot of like added sugar and just really focusing on eating whole nutrient dense foods and creating a balanced plate at each meal. So for me, um, that's really about including a good source of protein, fat, and fiber. I have found um, for myself and for those that I coach that it's really what helps keep you full. It keeps your energy levels high and it gives your body all the proper nutrients it needs for function. So for me, it was about gradual changes to you know my diet and my lifestyle that didn't feel overwhelming, that kind of went with the natural rhythm of my body. And then focusing on what I was eating. And I feel like rather quickly, I found the benefits of I was having better quality of sleep, my energy levels were improved. And I do feel like it definitely helped me lose weight easier. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's a good way to look at it. Because I think when people hear that word fasting, is like, whoa, like, you know, it's a little scary. And, you know, I think so thinking back about times when I've heard about fasting, I come from a, a pretty religious background and, you know, usually that's what fasting is, you know, kind of, that's the first time I heard of it. You know, it was like, we're going to fast so we can like pray about certain things. And I can just remember being like, I don't think I could do that. Like I'm so hungry. And I think yeah. we even like me and some roommates participated in that, but then we kind of broke the fast when we came across an ice cream place in this cool little lake town. But but yeah, I think though, so, you know, when people hear fasting, they might get a little intimidated, but when you think of it as, oh, well, I'm not eating breakfast till 11 and then I stop eating at 7 p.m., well, really, you know, that's not that bad, right? <laughs> that's, you still get to eat meals. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think I definitely feel the same way that you did, that I think using the term fasting for whatever reason triggers something in me of like, oh, you can't eat and you're starving and you're restricting yourself and definitely changing my mindset through my learning and my my personal journey of just, no, it's it's a positive. It's, it's giving your body that time to really um, restore itself and it doesn't need to feel drastic. And I don't want it to feel drastic for people. It needs to be kind of a subtle change and tweak, but that you feel all of the benefits by by doing it um, and a really positive kind of approach to diet and lifestyle, not anything super restrictive or regimented. Yeah, I think that's key. Not super restrictive or regimented because that just has people running for the hills. When exactly. They, when they it's not sustainable. That. Nobody wants to live that way. So Exactly. Exactly. So you mentioned, you know, that you felt better by incorporating the intermittent fasting. So what are some other benefits of of doing this restorative time of stopping eating? <laughs> However, we yeah. that so people aren't scared by the word fasting. Exactly. Um, yes. So there are so many health benefits. It is such a positive thing to try to implement and experiment with. So number one, I think, you know, it's known for obviously it's 
aiding in weight loss and burning fat and boosting metabolism. And it does do that because during this fasting time, your insulin levels drop and you go into fat burning mode and you improve your metabolic rate. So simply by not eating, your body actually starts to burn through the fats that you store and use that for fuel, which definitely helps in weight loss and weight management. So that's one benefit. The second is it's known for its anti-aging properties because again, during this fasting time, your cells work to repair themselves by removing toxins, and then higher levels of growth hormones are released. So um, it does say that it's anti-aging. It also supports good gut health. So again, our podcast last time together was all about gut health and how important that is for optimal health. There's research that shows during this fasting period that the growth of beneficial bacteria increases. So again, you're really helping support good gut health by taking this pause. And then like I mentioned, it improves your sleep because for a couple reasons. So by not eating several hours before bed, you actually have time to properly digest, which is going to allow you to have more restful sleep and your body is going to focus on cellular repair. And it also helps build a stronger circadian rhythm and production of marin melatonin, which is going to help you have deeper rest. So by improving your sleep, you're also then going to obviously wake up the next morning feeling refreshed, energized, um, and then it's going to have an impact into how you feel the whole rest of the next day. So there are a ton of benefits to fasting. Oh, wow. Yeah, that brings up so many good points. And I think that we forget how hard our body does have to work to digest food. And I think we touched on this a little bit when you were on talking about gut health. But, you know, I mean, just kind of even listen to your body after you eat food. I mean, sometimes it'll make some interesting noises, right? Like, I know yes. I always make it like, Mom, is that your stomach? And I'm like, yeah, I'm digesting my food. You know, it's hard at work. And so, yeah, if you're eating that food right before bed, that makes sense you're not going to get good rest because your body is like working so hard. Yes. I don't think people, a lot of people understand like how taxing it is and how long of a process digestion is. Um, and then to your point, like when you go to bed and you're still digesting food, it's like, I don't know if you've ever had nights where you went on a full stomach and then your stomach hurts. So maybe you wake up from, with a stomach ache or I feel like you, your temperature changes and you get hot. So you're tossing and turning. So it definitely can impact the quality of your sleep. Yes. Yes, the getting hot thing is very annoying to me. And, you know, it plays a lot too in that I live in Michigan and our weather just can never make up its mind, <laughs> whether it wants to be hot or cold during seasons, it'll just flip flop a lot. But part of it is, and I started to notice my husband and I, um, well, now that our kids have kind of shifted to going to bed later, this doesn't really happen, but we would eat, you know, I'd have some dairy-free ice cream. He would have some ice cream. We would sit and kind of watch one of our shows, you know, and relax on a Sunday night. And I started to notice that on Sunday nights when I slept, I would get so hot. Like I would wake up so like sweaty, gross. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and I started to think, I was like, you know what? I think that, um, you know, it's, dairy-free ice cream, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't have fat and sugar in it. I was like, I think my body is responding to processing that and I'm really hot at night. Right. And I, I mean, I think the point that you bring up is like just getting in tune with that, right? In terms of like how the foods we eat are impacting how we feel. So whether that's at nighttime during sleep or that's during the day, but just really making the connections between 
what we eat and how we feel. Exactly. And you brought up another good point about the circadian rhythms. And um, a few months ago, that was a newer term for me. But there's like a circadian fasting as well, right? Can you go over some like different types of this intermittent fasting? Because I think that the circadian fasting is kind of probably one of those versions, right? Yes, it is. So again, intermittent fasting is a broad term and it refers to multiple eating patterns. It usually involves fasting for either a certain number of hours each day, or you can even do it for full days spaced out during the week. So there's quite a wide range um, in terms of what you can do. And I encourage people to really find what works for them personally. There is kind of no one size fits all when it comes to intermittent fasting. But one of the ways is called a 5-2 diet, which is when five days out of the week you eat normally. And then for two days, you restrict to around 500, 600 calories. So fasting for like two days out of the five and being really restrictive is kind of what that strategy is versus what I was previously talking about is known as time-restricted eating, which is when you limit the hours within the day. So like I was mentioning before, I typically eat from the hours of 11 to 7, which would then be an eight-hour eating window. So there's a lot of conversations around the 8-16, which would be eight hours eating, 16 hours fasting. There are proven health benefits to 12-hour eating window and then even more so as you implement 10 or 8 hours. So like I said, it doesn't need to be gradual if you think about it. Like it shouldn't be that difficult to eat for 12 hours and fast for 12 hours and then just slowly start narrowing that window. So circadian fasting, like you mentioned, is pretty similar to that where the concept is really about eating during daylight hours. So again, no more than a 12-hour eating window and then fasting at night. But it's basically about becoming more in tune with your body's natural rhythm to support its functions. Ah, so interesting. And that 5-2 one I had not heard of, but I could see where that might be good for someone. Maybe they had um, a job where they like entertained clients a lot or something and had to be out at dinners or something um, quite a bit or whatever. Um, maybe that would be something that they would be interested in or, or something. I've never heard of that one. Oh, learn something. Yeah, I think once you kind of like dive into it again, there's a lot of um, information kind of out there on ways that you can approach it. And again, I think to your point, it goes back to people's lifestyles. Like what do they do for work? How does their work week look like? Um, what's going to be best for them in terms of shortening the window and what hours work for them? So I think having that flexibility and really making it a personalized approach is going to be what you have the most success with. Mm. So interesting. And, and like you said, you have to adapt it to fit your lifestyle. So that brings up my, my next point. So are there any hard or fast rules to intermittent fasting? For example, like what if um, you drink coffee in the morning and, you know, like, yes, we all need to be probably a little less caffeinated, but, you know, sometimes you really need that, that hit of coffee. Or, you know, maybe, again, maybe you're out entertaining clients or you have some type of function at night and you drink a glass of wine or something and it's after 7 p.m. Have you just ruined it totally? What are, what are the rules? <laughs> yeah. So I feel like this is definitely a hot topic um, in terms of what are the rules for it. So technically eating anything is going to break your fast. Once you consume enough calories to give your body energy, then it 
brings you out of your fasting state. However, there's a lot of debate that some researchers are saying, you know, having 50 calories or less, it's so minimal, it's not going to break your fast. But again, that obviously depends on the person and your metabolism. So I think it's really hard to pinpoint, you know, from a caloric standpoint, what that threshold would be to knock somebody in and out of their fasting window. I feel like people definitely ask me the question a lot. To your point, it's the morning coffee drinkers are like, can I have my coffee? What can go in it? Um, So obviously, if you're having black coffee, that's completely fine. If you're loading it up with like cream and sugar, for example, then you're definitely going to be breaking your fast because you're going to start, you know, metabolizing that and getting out of your fasting window. I personally have coffee when I wake up and I do add collagen protein powder to it. But again, it's minimal calories and there's no sugar. So I personally feel like it's not impacting my blood sugar and making me get out of that fasting state. But the hard fast rule is really obviously anything that you eat is going to technically break your fast. So eat slash drink. So it's not like just pertaining to like chewing or something. That's, you know, because that's when I think of what I eat. Like I think something chewy, I'm chewing. Yeah. So definitely anything you eat and then um, drinking, you know, black coffee, water, like that's fine. But if it's, if it's then going to have other things added to it that from a caloric standpoint, you're going to start digesting and, you know, using as fuel immediately, then you've kind of knocked yourself out of that fasting window. Okay. Got it. Yep. That totally, totally makes sense. And so should people only be focused on doing this for, you know, say they were interested in adapting it? Is it only like a brief period of time or could someone do this for the rest of their lives? Should you do it every day? <laughs> yeah. I think, again, there's no one says fits all to this and you should definitely find what works for you. Um, like we talked about before, I think it's not about being super regimented or restricting, but trying to get on a natural cycle that supports your body. So again, there's so many health benefits to them and a lot of them happen immediately. So if it's one day out of the week where you can kind of shorten that that window, then that's a positive and you're going to reap those benefits. And it's something that you can incorporate more of than I think you should. And so I personally pretty much follow the same eating pattern every single day now, but I don't believe in a rigid lifestyle. So to your point, if there's a night after dinner that me and my husband want to go like get some ice cream and it's after seven, I'm not going to say no, <laughs> I'm on my fasting window. I'm going to, you know, enjoy it, live my life. And then, you know, the next day kind of get back on schedule. But I think that's the most important thing is to find that balance and find what works for you in order to kind of sustain it. So I definitely listen to my body. I'm flexible to what it needs. Um, and I feel like I'm getting all the health benefits. So now when I do make those choices that are outside of it, I actually notice that I don't like feel as good. Like I, I now feel like my body's so used to functioning on this cadence that it feels off when I don't. Mm, yeah, that's, that's a good point too. And so, you know, I mean, whereas you say like, oh, I don't want to live a rigid lifestyle and be open to it. You know, you do take that into consideration once you notice how you do feel like, eh, well, maybe I don't want that ice cream or maybe we go out for ice cream in the afternoon instead right, <laughs> or, or whatnot. Exactly. Yeah. So, so someone could really do this for the rest of their life then once they adopt kind of this it's lifestyle really. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So I'm sure you get this question a lot because I'm 
you know, we live in that culture, right? We all just want a quick fix. So I'm sure you get the question, hey, what about the fasting for weight loss? Can I adapt intermittent fasting for weight loss? And I've even heard from people too, like, well, what, you know, in, in your story as well, um, a little bit, how they, they did use it and it did help with their weight loss. Yes. So again, you're, there's science proof that like your insulin levels are dropping, you're going into fat burning mode, you're improving your metabolic rate. So it's going to definitely help you from a weight loss and a weight management standpoint. Also by shortening your, your window, you might naturally reduce your calorie intake. So this is going to help as well. Um, but I do coach, you know, my clients on there's so much that goes into weight loss and um, there's not one thing that's going to be kind of the magic answer. You really have to approach it from a holistic standpoint. Um, but I do feel like intermittent fasting for me was that tool that I kind of layered on once I really got a better understanding of nutrition and cleaned up my diet and I was living a healthy lifestyle in terms of getting daily exercising and reducing stress. Like this tool, I feel like helped me kind of like level up um, and was such a great way to really get my body highly functioning um, and aid in weight loss. So it does play a role, but I feel like, again, it doesn't make up for other aspects of, you know, your wellness. Yeah, I like that you use the word, it, it plays a role, right? Because there's a lot of tools in the toolbox that can... Exactly. Exactly. And so... Because you're a coach to, to new moms, um, and that's kind of your, your focus, I'm sure this gets asked as well. So are there times when you shouldn't participate in fasting? Just thinking of new mothers, and maybe they're on the breastfeeding journey, or even just maybe they're pregnant. Um, are, are there times when you shouldn't be intermittent fasting? Yeah, so intermittent fasting isn't for it isn't for everybody. And I think with any diet or lifestyle change, I would always recommend consulting a doctor. Um, it's, you know, not recommended for those that have a history of an eating disorder, pregnant or breastfeeding women, or people with diabetes or blood sugar problems. The women that I coach and the new moms that I coach, a lot of them are exploring this and they definitely come to me with questions. And it's something like I mentioned, I did have as part of my postpartum journey. Again, my whole approach is nothing drastic, nothing restrictive, but just really getting in line with your natural um, body and what it needs to support it and to function properly. So I, again, look at it more from a restorative standpoint, ensuring um, that we're just having that pause so that our body can function properly and not doing anything sort of drastic. So again, you know, we're all going to sleep at night and pause and eating. So it's just a matter of kind of what is that healthy ratio? Yeah, that totally makes sense. That healthy ratio, you know, and thinking back to when my kids were little littles, it wasn't like in the middle of the night, I was all of a sudden like making this snack, you know, after I was nursing them or whatever, I just wanted to get back to bed. Right, right. So, so yeah, so I think there's definitely that and where it could still, you know, you could fit in a reasonable window, even if, you know, you are you know, a new mom or something like that. So are there any, we've talked about all the positive, you know, side effects, but like, are there any negative side effects to fasting? Yeah. So I think that really depends on the person. And I think the biggest thing that's going to impact that is kind of what your diet consists of. So for some people, maybe they're thinking about implementing this, but it, 
they're also wanting to clean up their diet and start focusing on removing processed foods and making healthier choices. So again, with adjustments like that, you might feel irritable, you might have headaches, um, and then figuring out how to, again, create those balanced meals so that you don't feel hungry is going to be really important. But I think as long as you're focused on your nutrition during that window, you're staying hydrated, um, the side effects should be pretty minimal. Yeah. I mean, that's totally right because, um, you know, well, if you were that person that was loading the coffee with sugar and stuff and you were quick getting that sugar fix, um, yeah, you're going to notice that side effect. Same as if, you know, when you stop drinking coffee, if your body's used to it, right? Like anything like that, that your body has gotten used to having kind of needs almost a detox from it. Yes. And I think that that's going to play a bigger role than obviously like your the length of your eating role. I feel like it's more of like, what are you doing with the foods that you're eating? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So along with the, you know, hard and fast rules of, you know, can I drink my coffee in the morning type of question we talked about earlier, you know, there's probably also like, what, if, you know, I'm sure you get the question, but what if my stomach is growling and I'm so hungry? <laughs> How do I manage my hunger while I'm fasting? And, you know, I, I told you my story of being in college and doing a, a, a like a prayer fasting thing. And me and my buddies all broke it when we were at this cute little lakeside town in the ice cream store. But <laughs> so how do you manage hunger during fasting? Yeah. So I think the intention is really that you aren't hungry. And that again, like during your eating window, you're focused on eating nutritious foods that are really supporting your body. So I think one of the mistakes that people might make is just, you know, thinking that they can eat whatever they want during the eating window and still just reap all of the health benefits. And it doesn't quite work that way. So in order for intermittent fasting to properly work, um, and for you not to feel starving, I talk about creating balanced meals. So again, that's going to be focused on eating nutrient-dense foods that have a healthy source of fat, fiber, protein, and carbs at each meal. So if you think of a plate, you really want to fill half of it with veggies, a fourth with protein, and the other fourth with a starchy vegetables or carbs, and then add in a healthy source of fat. So this combination of foods is really going to keep you satisfied. It's going to keep your energy levels high, um, reduce cravings, and make you feel um, balanced through your eating window. So if your listeners need more help with this, I actually created a free resource that walks you through the four simple steps of how to create a balanced plate. It comes with complete food lists and 10 easy uh, balanced dinner ideas. So you can download it in my Instagram bio, or maybe we could put the link in the show notes. But I think understanding how to properly um, eat during the eating window is going to be key for your success in terms of not feeling deprived or hungry during your fasting window. Mm, yeah, that's such a good point. And we can definitely link that in the show notes because I think people really do struggle struggle with that um, on how to do that. And what a great resource that you can even use to just thinking about some recent conversations with my own kids who are, you know, approaching kind of their preteen years and are kind of being more aware of food and stuff. Um you know, you can share it with your family too. Like, I think I've had a lot of conversations lately with my kids about snacks and stuff and 
You're like, well, why are we so hungry again after we ate this or that? And I'm like, well, you know, because let's see, what did that chips have in it? It was some processed ingredients and it left you feeling more hungry. And it just, it wasn't made with like a good whole wheat flour or something like that that's going to keep you full. So great resource that is so helpful. And we'll definitely link that in the show notes for sure. Thank you. Yeah, I'm definitely passionate around helping people understand that food combination to eat in order to just really feel satisfied. Because to your point, like when you're eating some of these, even if people think it is a healthy option, right? It's just not filled with the proper nutrients to actually keep you satisfied. So you're going to end up having more cravings um, or feeling hungry. And this is just a, a great way to support your body through a balanced plate. Right. And I think you brought up a good point as well, too, that, you know, intermittent fasting isn't so that you can just eat a bunch of junk food. Exactly. In the window. You know, you still need, you know, it's not like a yay, good, my body will repair itself overnight. And well, yes, the body does work hard to repair itself overnight. And while it's not eating, you first got to put good into the engine to make it run well. Exactly. And again, I think that's why I love to start with nutrition and what people are eating and focus on that. And then once you have a good foundation, layer in these other tools like intermittent fasting to really get the benefits and um, aid in weight loss and all those other things. But to your point, like this isn't going to be, you know, that magic tool that if you are eating unhealthy is going to all of a sudden help you lose weight or feel better or gain energy. It's um, a tool to be used kind of once you establish a really good routine and healthy habits. Mm, Yeah, for sure. For sure. So there are any other tips that we missed today when we talked about intermittent fasting that might help someone on, on their journey with it? Yeah. So I think when I talk to people, I love to kind of focus it back to five things. So number one, listen to your body, find what works for you. This is not a one size fits all. um, And it should really be something that works for your lifestyle. um, And that feels good Two, ease into it. It does not need to be drastic changes to your eating window. I encourage people to start slow and just adjust either side, right? So whether that is, you know, saying you're going to stop eating after seven, or you're going to move your breakfast out an hour or two later in the morning, just easing into it and kind of making subtle changes is what's going to make it feel doable and feel sustainable. Mm. And then number three, I would say do not restrict your eating um, during your eating window, but rather focus, like we talked about, just on eating whole nutrient-dense foods and creating a balanced plate. So again, you know, I've said it several times, but I, I think it's worth mentioning again, including a source of fat, fiber, protein, and carbs at each meal is going to help you feel full, stay energized, and reduce cravings. The fourth tip I would say is definitely to stay hydrated. I encourage people to drink um, about half their body weight in ounces of water each day. And it's definitely important, uh, especially during fasting too as well, to just continue staying hydrated. And then the last thing I would say is continue practicing overall good health. So Yes, we're focused on nutrition during this conversation, um, but you also want to ensure that you're getting good sleep, daily exercise, and reducing stress to then have a holistic uh, wellness approach. Mm, Yeah, those are great tips and I think ones that, you know, 
you know, even if you're not ready to go full blown into intermittent fasting, you can start incorporating, you know, you can ease into it. You could try, you know, an eight to eight window or something or, you know, in drinking the water too. That's always such a good reminder as I, as I you're saying that I'm like downing water. I'm like, yes, I drink water. No, but it's so, it's so helpful. And you kind of, you know, you can get into your day and kind of just forget about it, you know, and then all of a sudden... I always find when I don't drink enough water during the day that I'm downing water at night, which also can affect my sleep because then I exactly always good reminders. So this is great. We're going to list the resource about the balanced plate because I think we can all, you know, use ideas with, you know, like the veggies, the protein, the starchy, you know, like what should those make up on our plate and just examples as well, right? Of what, what those are. Yep. Link that in the show notes. And where can people connect with you to learn more about your coaching though? And can you give us just kind of a brief overview? You mentioned at the beginning, but just tell us a little bit more about like who you coach and and what you're offering. Yeah. So I am currently working with new moms that want to lose weight and gain energy through simple changes to their diet and lifestyle. I I'm offering a three-month one-to-one coaching program where we create very personalized health plans so that obtaining your health goals is easy and sustainable. I am very active on Instagram at Rye4Wellness, so R-I, the number four, and then W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S. And so I'd love for your listeners to follow me there and definitely DM me to say hi and, and we can chat. Oh, that's so awesome. And I love that your coaching program because I feel that it focuses on new moms because, oh man, it's hard to be a new mom and you need that support support system. And especially if you are trying to get healthy along with all the other new mom challenges and you've just been there and you know all about it. And so you can definitely have that sympathetic, empathetic ear and support women as they go through that journey. So that's very cool. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today and telling us all about intermittent fasting. I know I have a lot to think about myself. My eating window too could probably be cleaned up a little bit. And so this has been just amazing to chat. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. I hope that you found that conversation with Katie so helpful and it answered a lot of the questions that you might have about What is intermittent fasting? I know that there's so much buzz out there about that, but in reality, it's just that time to give your body time to restore itself. And, you know, sometimes it's called time-restricted eating. So really, there's nothing to be scary about that. And you can ease into it. There is no, you know, hard and fast rules, except for those that we talked about you know, when you break your fast, when you are actually giving your body something that it has to then process. So, you know, you have to do what works for you and what time eating window works for you as well. And I love that we talked about as well that this um, participating in intermittent fasting isn't a way to just be like, well, during my eating window, I can eat whatever I want. No, you still need to fill your body up with nutritious healthy food, and that includes learning all how to balance your plate. 
And I love that Katie has a great resource that she wanted to share with you guys. And we're going to link that over on the show notes because sometimes I think we all just need an example of what that balance plate looks like. There's so much information out there these days that it can just be so much noise and just having a simple resource at our fingertips that breaks it down easily. Oh, it's just so helpful. So again, we're going to link that over in the show notes. You can find all the show notes as well as Katie's information to learn all about her coaching program and how she's helping new moms gain energy and lose weight. We're going to have that all over on the show notes over on our sponsored blog, badtothebull.com forward slash 50. Again, that's badtothebull.com forward slash 50. Thanks for listening.